Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Joining us now, TNT analyst Kevin McHale. I tell you what, for Vikings fans... Green Bay playing the Bears is like, do you want to get hung or do you want to get shot? With your host, Galliot Anderson, stuffed it down behind his head. Seku Smith and Lang Whitaker. The NBA's Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations, Stu Jackson, is joining us now on the podcast. I wanted to ask you, Stu, when players see you coming, do they get out of the way now? No, the worst thing that happened to me was uh, caller ID. Sports editor of The Nation, Dave Zyron. Only the Knicks for $100 million would sign somebody with one eye and two microfracture surgeries. But shut my mouth. He's our most important New York Jew since Woody Allen. Now it's time for the tip off. Welcome, welcome. Seku Smith of the Hang Time blog at NBA.com. Lang Whitaker. Uh, Yo. Slam Magazine, my cohort in New York. Lang, playoff podcast editions. Uh, and we are now locking in on the number one seed in the Western Conference, the San Antonio Spurs, taking on my hangtime Grizzlies. You know, I, now you know about my love affair with the Grizzlies. Um, some people have said it's borderline crazy, but I, I've, I've envisioned <laughs> the Grizzlies getting to this <laughs> this point. Unfortunately for them, they got to deal with the best team in the Western Conference this season. Um, Did you envision them playing the Spurs? No. Uh, yeah. you know, but every time they've they've been in the playoffs, they've had to bang heads with, with one of the you know one of the super elite teams, and that's been their problem. They have haven't been able to get over that hump. Haven't won a game yet in the playoffs. Right. I, I'm hoping this is the year they at least get a game. Um, but we we got a special guest on with us now, Dan Wolken, a former uh, columnist with the Memphis Commercial Appeal, now writing for the Daily, is joining us now on the Hang Time Podcast. Dan, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm pretty good. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm I'm a bit of a of a Grizzlies guy. Um, I've I've been rooting for them to get to the to the playoffs the last couple of years. Didn't happen last year. This year, they they break through. Did you see something in them? You know, in the second half of this season, if you look at their record, they played as well as anybody record wise. Almost, you know, from the calendar year 2011 until now. Um, what changed for them? after after new year well i don't know how much changed aside from uh kind of coming together as a team a little bit defining roles and uh the emergence of tony allen and i think a lot of people would point to that and kind of forming their identity uh when they signed him last year in the summer was not a huge free agent pickup they certainly did not expect him to be uh, a key guy uh, the Celtics certainly let him go and, and didn't really uh, think twice about it. But his emergence in the second half, he was in the doghouse early in the year with Lionel Hollins. And uh, there was a stretch of games there in November where he hardly played at all. And uh, he, he all of a sudden is kind of connected with the town and with the team. And uh, with Rudy Gay getting hurt, uh, 
it looked like maybe the Grizzlies were going to be in a little bit of trouble with, with their playoff uh, hopes. And then Tony Allen comes out and uh, uh, kind of gives them a, a shot of uh, energy and grittiness. And they've kind of uh, forged their identity around that. And, and, and they, they went on a nice little run at the end of the season to, to, to secure their position in the playoffs. And a lot of the credit has to go to him and to uh, Chris Wallace for for picking up Tony Allen, uh, that was his guy. He, he was always a big fan of his. Back in uh, going back uh, uh, to Boston, and uh, it, it turned into be an ingenious uh, free agent pickup. Dan, this is uh, Lang Whitaker from Slam Magazine. T- talk a little bit about what Zach Randolph has meant to this team. I think he kind of gets overlooked in the bigger NBA picture a lot of times. But I, I mean, I don't know if people realize he's averaging a double double, and <laughs> it's been pretty phenomenal all season for them. Well, there aren't a lot of guys in the NBA that are – you can just pretty much put it in the book 20 and 10 every night. And Zach Randolph is one of the few guys who, who can do that. Uh, and, you know, he's an interesting player because he, he is not a superb athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at him, he, he barely jumps ever. <laughs> uh, and yet he finds a way to, to uh, score points and – and get rebounds and be effective on the offensive glass. And, and you can argue that he is uh, the most important player the Grizzlies have ever had in, in the history of the franchise because, uh, you know, back in, in the playoff run when they went three straight years uh, before and got swept each time, uh, it, it was a little bit of a different team. You know, you had Shane Battier, Jason Williams. Uh, it, it was kind of that era, era of the Memphis Grizzlies. But uh, and, and obviously Pau Gasol as well in the in the early years of his career. Um, but uh, a guy like Zach Randolph, um, who, to be honest with you, nobody really wanted. Uh, he he came from the Clippers because they 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 basically wanted to get rid of him for for nothing. Uh, the Grizzlies did not want to make a long term financial commitment at that position uh, a couple of summers ago and ended up picking up him instead of uh, putting down a, uh, a big contract in front of David Lee, uh, a decision that, that was criticized locally and nationally somewhat. But uh, Zach Randolph has not been a problem off the court uh, to any significant degree. Uh, he, he's been fantastic on the court. He's played his best basketball uh, of his career cons- on a consistent basis. And he, I think he's been fantastic. I mean, you look at why that team has improved the last two years – you can talk about Rudy Gay getting better. You can talk about Mike Conley's improvement. Uh, Mark Gasol has been, has been I think, very good, uh, one of the better centers in the league over the last couple of years. But really, I think it comes down to Zach. Dan, we, we, you know, like everybody, we spend a lot of time on, on the show here talking about the Grizzlies and overlooking the fact that they're playing what was essentially the best team in the league for all but the last two weeks when the Bulls overtook them uh, for the for the top overall record in the league. But the Spurs continue to, uh, you know, reside in that in that gray area outside of fans' hearts, but certainly in, in the upper echelon of, of the league. What kind of specific problems do they pose for the Grizzlies in terms of matchups? Because the Grizzlies have big bodies, so they can, you know, you figure they can – they can match them in the post in terms of just sheer size, but what other problems do the Spurs pose for this Grizzlies team in terms of how they'll match up 
you know, man to man up and down the roster. Well, you you look at the history of of Memphis San Antonio, and and it's actually kind of interesting. I mean, Manu Ginobili has killed the Grizzlies, just absolutely killed them over the years, uh, and you know, with his situation and and the elbow and whatever, you know, the Grizzlies, I think, kind of wanted the Spurs. And uh, you look at at the head-to-head record over the years, and it's certainly not in favor of the Grizzlies, but this year they split uh, the the four meetings of the regular season. I think the Grizzlies feel like they they match up pretty well with with the Spurs. Uh, And we'll see what happens. Uh, I I don't know that if I were – the Grizzlies, I would have tanked the last two games, but that appears to be what they did, uh, that they did not want to advance their playoff seating, and uh, they, they rested you know, their key guys the last two games because they were, they were perfectly fine with getting the number eight seed. We'll, we'll see how it works out, uh, and, and maybe if Ginobili's not a factor in, in, in the series, then, then it'll work out, but I'll tell you, I... I I'm not a big fan of that move. You know Popovich is going to uh, go into that locker room and tell his guys, hey, they wanted us. They wanted to play us in the playoffs, uh, and, and he'll use that as motivation. Um, we'll see, we'll see where, where Manu Ginobili's at, but uh, uh, historically he's just, been, he's just terrorized the Grizzlies. So, as you said, we'll see how it works out. How, how do you think it's going to work out? Can you give us your, uh, your prediction for the Grizzlies' first? <laughs> Well, I do think that the Grizzlies will will play with a lot of energy at home, uh, and the idea that this franchise has not won a playoff game before will weigh heavily on on the minds of I think all of their players. Uh, it'll be repeated many many times over the next week or so until until that series comes back to Memphis. Uh, very hard to win in San Antonio. Certainly, I think the record bears that out. Um, I think. The Grizzlies will probably win game three uh, just to get that monkey off their back. And I, I've seen it a, a bunch of times every year. It seems like the Spurs, uh, you know, in some series or early in the playoffs, they've lost an early home game. Yeah. Uh, and then will come back and win on the road. So I do think the Grizzlies will, will be in the series. Uh, maybe it'll get to six games. I think more likely they'll probably lose in five. Yeah. Dan Wilkin. Former commercial appeal columnist now working for the Daily. Dan, we appreciate you joining us on the Hangtime Podcast. Good luck uh, on this playoff road and um, enjoy the series, my man. Yeah, thanks. It'll be fun. All right, take care. Thanks, Dan. Lang, I uh, I need I need the Grizzlies to get a W here. I need, I mean, <laughs> if nothing else, I need one W in this series to shut these think- people up that that have been giving me the business about getting on the on the Grizzlies bandwagon. Do you think? Uh, do you think they'll get a W? I hope so. I mean, it, I do. I do. I really do. And I, I think, had Rudy Gay not gotten hurt, I had really high hopes yeah. for how they would finish and what they might be able to do. The, the, the really great thing about that Grizzlies team and what they've done is Lionel Hollins has been driving them basically for two years, and it took them a little mm-hmm. longer to get here to this point. I think if you ask him, he had, he thought they would be a playoff team last season, and that they would you know, build off of that into this season and really move up maybe higher on the food chain in the Western Conference. Didn't happen, but they're here now. The the one problem I have, though, is we spend all this time talking about other teams whenever the Spurs are involved, and then you look up at the end of the day and the Spurs are here. They, you know, here they are. They, you know, 61 and 21. Exactly. I mean, it, we we do it every year. You think we learn our lesson. And, uh, and fortunately for, for Greg Popovich, no one has. I think I think he likes <laughs> it that way. That's, that's a great motivating tool for his team. 
So. Well, look, the, your Grizzlies were were two and zero in Memphis <laughs> against the Spurs this season. I so, know. I mean, I, I, they, I, I think they can look at that and say, "Hey, we got a shot here." Listen, I'll, so. I'll ask us for one, Lay. That's all I'm asking. All right, all right. The Hang Time Podcast Playoff Editions: Spurs Grizzlies, the one eight matchup in the Western Conference. You can check it all out on NBA.com. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. Be sure to check out the Hang Time blog on NBA.com. And for more of Lang, visit SlamOnline.com. You can follow Seku and Lang on Twitter at SekuSmithNBA and Lang with it. The Smyrna Spartans have yet to get on Twitter, but we'll let you know when they do. 